1: Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's Most Dangerous Podcast. Chad Sowash
2: and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete
0: with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls.
2: It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese, HR's Most Dangerous Podcast. I'm Chad Water makes you weak, so wash.
3: And I'm Jenny, not cheeseman, Cody Kangas.
2: (laughs) And on this week's show, Europe is hungry. The world will soon be over now that Google's version of Skynet is alive. Microsoft is kinder and gentler. And who knew business coaching was so damned important? Who knew? Strap in, kids. This is going to be a bumpy ride.
3: What did you say? You You need a water break. You need a water break. Water is for cowards. Water makes you weak. Water is for washing
4: blood off that uniform, and you don't get no blood on my uniform. Boy, you must be outside your mind.
2: Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating?
1: <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. TextKernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways,
0: TextKernel
2: uh. brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel
1: seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity.
2: Visit techkernel.com. That's T E X T K
1: E R N E L dot com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jenny.
2: While Joel wanders the Canadian Plains petting moose and trying to convince Canadian geese to stay in Canada, we are honored to have Jenny Cody Kangas, a.k.a. JCK, stepping into the guest host position this week. Give it up for JCK.
3: Welcome back. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. It's always a pleasure to have conversations with you and I hope I can uh,
2: fill Joel's shoes. Say more about me. Don't worry about Joel. <laughs> for anybody who hadn't heard you on Chad and Cheese before, uh, give us a little Twitter bio. Who is JCK?
3: Sure. Um, so I am an HR tech practitioner, or HR industry practitioner, um, who's been in the space for several years. In uh, March of 2020, I hit my head and... Uh, had to relearn everything over again. And so it's allowed me to look at the space a little bit differently, sometimes a little bit more candidly than others.
2: You've called that a blank slate before. To, to you, how has that helped? To me, it, it would clean out some damn clutter, that's for sure. But for, for you, how, how do you think that's helped?
3: So I think the biggest way that it's helped, honestly, Chad, is what worked before 2020 doesn't mm-hmm. work today. And so I lost my design bias for what good looked like and could really just look at what was going on in the current moment, be able to get crystal clear on what that was, and then reverse engineer to go solve for it. And I did so without having those, I guess, uh, preconceived notions of, again, what success looked like. And in the war for talent, when what historically has worked hasn't. Mm It's allowed me to um, to help get it right.
2: It's refreshing to speak with you because you don't have that bias of decades and you start the design process from now and you, you look at what's in front of us as opposed to what's behind us. And at your last company, watching some of the tech, some of the processes that you've actually built with some of the vendors in the space is incredibly Refreshing and to be quite frank, rejuvenating. So we are very happy to have you on the show.
3: Well, thank you. And now um, today I have, as Matt Charney would say, joined the dark side (laughs) and have moved over to the uh, vendor side from being a practitioner And I joined an assessment company, which is kind of ironic because I have despised assessments my entire career, but Mm -hmm. came across one that was universally designed. And the process was so incredible. I couldn't just endorse it. I had to go help tell its story. So I am the VP of Marketing at Whoop.
2: Awesome. Well, that's my friends. If you want to learn more, you can go to LinkedIn, connect with JCK. I'm sure she'd be more than happy to connect with you. But we need to move on because it's time for shout outs. So being the guest... You get the first shout out. Who do you want to give a shout out to?
3: Absolutely, so my first shout out is going to go to the Plum team. We spent last week in Waterloo, Ontario.
2: Wait a minute, did you guys meet up with Joel and I wasn't there?
3: <laughs> yeah, we were. We were feeding moose. I, I, you didn't get the out. I'm
2: probably not allowed in Canada. That's the problem. <laughs>
3: Well, most people weren't allowed in Canada, which is probably the problem uh, because the Toronto airport was quite an experience, but it was also a reminder of the raging talent war that we are experiencing. But the shout out goes to the Plum team. Uh, We spent the week, like I said, in Waterloo, Ontario. The first day that we all spent together was actually at a camp and a YMCA camp. And um, again, with my head injury, I've had to relearn everything over again. And so I got to throw a frisbee, shoot a bow and arrow. Go on a ropes course where I figured out that I'm actually not afraid of heights, which is pretty cool. (laughs) And it was just awesome. It was so great to be able to meet the team in person.
2: Awesome. We get a chance after being locked in to finally get out. And this is a new team, of course, but still getting a chance to get out there and meet the new team. Uh, My first shout out goes to Robot Proof Recruiter Version 2 by our friend and my birthday twin, Katrina Collier. That's right, kids. In a world of RPA, AI, ML, NLP and a bunch of other scary ass acronyms, how can you as a recruiter or manager evolve? I I am personally truly humbled that Katrina asked me to write the forward. So check it out. You can pre-order it wherever you buy books. Again, the robot proof recruiter. The newest version is coming out. You can get your pre-order soon. As a matter of fact, it's, it's kind of funny because TalkPush CEO, Max Armbruster, he said on uh, LinkedIn this morning that with every purchase of a TalkPush platform, or probably more like a recruiter seat, he will include a copy of the Robot Proof Recruiter version two. That, kids, is a damn smart play, knowing that they play in the RPA and AI space. Hell Yeah!
3: I love that. I am absolutely adding that one to my must-get list.
2: <laughs> Who else you got?
3: Oh, I have a shout out to Alexa, um, Chad. I hired an Alexa for the summer. You
2: don't. You don't hire an Alexa. You buy Alexa. That. What are you talking about?
3: Well, uh, my nanny for the summer, Chad. Her name is Alexa, <laughs> and so uh, Miss Alexa has started uh, this week at the Cody Kangas household with my three kiddos and two bonus kids, and. Um, God bless her. She's incredible. And I'm so incredibly thankful to her. And so the first shout out goes to the uh, non-robot Alexa.
2: I was going to ask that. I was going to ask if this was also like a robot version, kind of like flippy. Next shout out goes to... The Yard Jockeys Podcast. Yeah, that's a weird name. Uh, It's actually a pretty awesome podcast. We got on, Joel and I got on, and we are talking specifically about their niche, which is trucking, and really around brand Of trucking in the trucking industry, how it's changed so dramatically, and what trucking needs to do to try to uh, pretty much get their groove back. Uh, So, check that out. It's on the Yard Jockeys podcast. We're going to republish it on Chad and Cheese in the weeks coming. But until then, you can check it out on Yard Jockeys.
3: That is awesome. And honestly, for those of you who may be newer to the talent acquisition space, trucking recruiting is one of the hardest, or driver recruiting is one of the hardest types of recruiting to do. Because those individuals don't typically hold a traditional resume. And so you've got to get at them very, very differently, kind of like stylists. And so Jake, Jacob Kramer is somebody who's in that space and he's incredible at that world. Um, but it's a very interesting thing. I will definitely be listening to that that episode chat. That's awesome.
2: Why, thank you. And your last and final shout out.
3: Uh, my last shout out goes to the team at the Minneapolis WeWork. Uh, They were absolutely incredible and helped me get into a um, office uh, very last minute um, because I was downtown for a meeting and uh, the team there shared with me that they have a free all access code for the month of June. So if anybody here is listening and has children who may be home for summer, and maybe it's working from the house is not quite going so so great, uh, go visit wework.com. Sign up for the all access membership and enter the code ALLACCESS100 in the provided promo code, um, which will give you free access for the remainder of June.
2: My last shout out is a little somber. That's right, kids. It's been announced that 70millionjobs.com is shutting down. The site run by Richard Bronson was focused on connecting great companies that offer second chance jobs for people with criminal records. We're always talking about how we want to give people second chances and then initiatives focused on facilitating this can't get traction. So I believe this is once again, we need companies to actually stand up and support as opposed to just talk about all the time.
3: That is unfortunate. I, I just was pulling them up to get a little bit more context on them. And you're right, Chad, we we need to do better at bringing in, you know, maybe groups that we haven't historically brought into the talent acquisition process, right, and making sure that they've got equal uh, playing fields to be able to enter into our organizations. And so to see a company like this that's, that's going over, it's definitely a, a big bummer and is going to leave a hole here in, in the industry. So will be looking to some of you other companies and job boards that may be listening uh, to pay attention to this and see if there's ways that you can try to incorporate uh, some of this into, into your product offering, because there's definitely gonna be a hole in the market.
1: No
2: question. You've gotta remember 25% of the incarcerated individuals is here in the United States. We have more people in prison than anywhere else in the world per capita. <laughs> which means, again, second chances and having an opportunity to have a great pipeline of people who really want to do work. Last but not least, events, kids. recfest July 7th at Nebworth Park. We're really excited to be emceeing the disrupt stage, which is the technology stage. And my major task that day, JCK, is actually to keep Joel from getting too drunk uh, because we have to wrap up the day on stage so he he has to be you know intelligible that's going to be that's going to be a little bit harder than normal
3: well chad maybe odds be ever in your favor my friend
2: <laughs> yeah i can only hope i can only hope luckily we don't have a bar in the tent this year so that, that that's actually good for me <laughs>
3: And if you haven't gotten your tickets to RecFest, make sure to absolutely do it. It's going to be an incredible show. I believe it's the largest open air conference, right, Chad?
2: It's big. Not to mention they only have so many tickets that you always hear this. It's open air, but seriously, Nebworth Park, they're very strict about how many people they actually allow into their venue. So if you haven't got a ticket, especially if you're in London, go get your ticket today. And on... To Topics! Alright. You might have heard about this, JCK, but TexKernel acquires Aquila. Uh, not Akira From the for you anime fans out there. Uh, aquila This is from the press release. Akila marks the second step in the international buy and build strategy of TexKernel. TexKernel has been hungry since teaming up with strategic software investor Maine Capital Partners in October of 2020. Last year, TexKernel acquired U.S.-based competitor in friends of the show, Sovereign, to solidify the group's position as global market leader in the AI-driven parsing and search-and-match technology. Aquila offers two innovative solutions that assist customers with admin processes involved in the management of flex workers, including onboarding, hourly registration, time interpretation, Digital signing and vendor management together, Akela and Textkernel served a combined customer base of more than 2,500 organizations, including staffing organizations, payrollers, corporates, job boards, HR solution providers, and other participants in the broader HR market. So, JCK Textkernel is a parsing and mat and matching monolith especially after the sovereign acquisition. So why buy Aquila
3: Why buy Aquila Because you're trying to take over the world in this space. <laughs> um, or, uh, you know, I think honestly, when I look at it, it's, it's aquila has got a couple different pieces that TechKernel didn't. And if you're looking at building a very robust uh, offering, especially in, in terms of like the tech that you've got, I think this is a really smart partnership. Um, I will say though, I was a little bummed. So um Gerard, uh, who is the CEO of Text uh-huh. I would highly recommend that you make your website accessible for the US because the screen reading functionality was not able to be accessed on that one. And so I had to parse it to uh, Speechify and then listen to it. But uh, and that's just post head injury. I I listened to all of my content. So just as a heads up. So that was my only bummer on that one. But in in regards to Aquila, yeah, I think it's, you know, I mean, what do you think, Chad? This is this is a world that you are are very well. What do you see it them acquiring with Aquila that they did not have otherwise?
2: Well, I mean, Textkernel already powers staffing back-end technology solutions. And now with Aquila, Textkernel's offering is just more powerful. Not to mention, it's brilliant from a wallet share play. So if you think about, let's say, for instance, from a staffing standpoint, Textkernel powering the parsing and search and match of a lot of those back-end systems, but they also see that there are these other issues, these other problems that this acquisition could perspectively, you know, bridge the gap of. If they can they can sell that into their current clients, you have better retention, not to mention you start to gain more wallet share. And we always talk about it on the podcast, staffing, it's recruiting as a business, where talent acquisition is recruiting as a job, right? So in going straight after staffing with these types of products, you have a much better opportunity for traction in the market, which means revenue growth. So I, I think I think it's incredibly smart. Not to mention after being tied to the boat anchor career builder and heading over to main capital, they've really been focused on better US penetration, which is a huge pot of cash and again global wallet share initiatives.
3: Absolutely. And I think one of the things too is, you know, when when they're looking at if you've got resume, if you've got parsing, if you've got some of AI, right? Like you also have an opportunity to have some Pretty good analytics, right? Yeah. And um, having predictive analytics in terms of where there might be issues in an organization, and then being able to on the flip side be able to offer up the solutions for that, right, Chad? Like yeah. that's that's a game changer because if I could write yellow green what's going on in my organization and be able to know that like, hey, you've got something coming on your radar that you might not be aware of. That's very important data. So um, very exciting.
2: Little little stuff from the rumor mill here. Speaking of being tied to the career builder boat anchor, the rumor mill actually says that Broadbean was in the final stages of sale to StepStone, aka AppCast. And that deal was slowed down. It, It might even be dead right now because of uh, the uncertainty uh, that's happening in Ukraine. So it's interesting. Uh, career Builder trying to sell off Broadbean. We knew that that was happening. The rumor mill says, says Stepstone was in, and then the world shifted, and it looks like that whole business is not going to happen. So, uh, once again, a little scoop, a little rumor from the Chad and Cheese podcast. You ready to move on?
3: Absolutely. What do we got next?
2: Europe is hungry. They are getting funding. They are acquiring things. It's amazing. Adzuna acquires GetWork. So here's from the AIM group article. This acquisition will help Adzuna grow further in North America because GetWork is an established brand already working with around 50 Fortune 100 companies and has a team of skilled job search experts. It indexes millions of verified jobs each day directly from tens of thousands of employer career sites. Uh, GetWork was spun out of Minneapolis-based job market data company linked up just a year ago. The business has been connecting job seekers with employers for over 20 years. GetWork is led by its president, Brad Squibb, and will work alongside Adzuna's 100-strong team. Adzuna said the acquisition will combine the enterprise focus of Get work with the international reach and programmatic and technical expertise of Adzuna to create an effective offering for job seekers globally. Adzuna added 17 people to their headcount with this acquisition. So is this a pure play consolidation, do you think? Or is this mainly US penetration?
3: You know, I think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely the U.S. penetration. But one of the great things that, you know, you've got with with Gitwork is they've got some, I mean, they've gleaned in some interesting things from the industry over the years. Yes. And so they started as job dig, right? Mm-hmm. So like many, many, many moons ago. And um, I think their ability... You know, we're, we're kind of savvy here in the Twin Cities. Our startup community is pretty sharp. We, we have some people who are quite good hackers at processes. And so <laughs> if there's easier ways to, and I mean that in the, in the most like appropriate ways, but if there's right. easier, more effective ways of doing something, right? Especially in the world today, don't we want to look at that? And so I think being able to add these two together, it's definitely, uh, you know, combining powers to solve some some big problems, so It's exciting.
2: You're right job dig came to us in the year 2000, right? so it's wasn't a young organization rebranded link up. I mean there was a lot of moving parts uh, happening in the the quote unquote linked up group. I did ask. Adzuna CEO, Doug Monroe, what pushed him over the edge to acquire? And and here's what he told me. Fundamentally, it's about accelerating our US growth and scale to help us create a genuine alternative to the likes of Indeed and LinkedIn, which I totally appreciate, not only because I hate Indeed. Other things that pushed us over the edge, enterprise focused brand and business, blue chip client base, great and very experienced team, Genuine synergy, hate that word, but it makes sense. Genuine synergy opportunities. For example, Adzuna can now offer global advertising opportunities to Gitworks clients, which are blue chip clients, which they couldn't do before. And last but not least, a profitable, growing, well-run business and not part of the VC burn slash hype slash layoff cycle. So that's straight from Doug, the CEO of Adzuna and uh, pretty much what we were just talking about. I mean, it's great penetration. It's great from a consolidation and also a portfolio standpoint.
3: 100%. And ultimately, right? Like if we've got the right network of the jobs that are are telling the right story of some of these larger blue chip companies, it's awesome. But also it'll be interesting to see what their go-to-market strategy is for building their candidate base, right? Because you gotta make this an uh, attractive thing for candidates to know it's out there. And if I don't know it's out there, and how am I gonna find it? So it'll be interesting to see um, how they start to build, you know, that recognition here in the States.
2: Yes, yes. It's always hard to try to fight the money that indeed throws at marketing. All right, moving on, talking about Coach Hub.
4: That's right. What did you say? You need a water break. You need a water break. Water is for cowards. Water makes you weak. Water is for washing blood
3: off that uniform, and you don't get no blood on my uniform. Boy, you must be
4: outside your mind.
2: Okay, probably not that intense type of coaching, but this is from TechCrunch. Digital coaching platform Coach Hub plans to further expand in the Asia Pac region of the world raising a $200 million Series C.
4: Boy, you must be outside your mind.
2: The round comes just eight months after the startup's last funding announcement. Founded in 2018, the company entered APAC a year ago with its regional headquarters in Singapore. The platform currently has more than 3,500 business coaches, which are spread across 90 countries, covering all time zones. Coach Hub has worked with more than 500 companies, including big names like Coca-Cola, Toyota, L'Oreal, Credit Suisse, and Twitter. One of the reasons Coach Hub is able to scale is because it uses, listen to this kids, it uses AI-based tech to match employees with coaches. Coach Hub monetizes on a pay-per-month basis instead of session-by-session. The platform boasts eight times ROI through coaching. A strong coaching culture benefits businesses by increasing productivity by 86%, employee engagement by 56%, employee retention by 32%. So first-time managers and emotional support are two big points as the pandemic and remote work changes the the way that work looks for millions. So can companies deny they need coaching in this new landscape?
3: Can companies deny it? Yes. Should they deny it? Absolutely not. (laughs) Right? I mean, what we've seen here at post COVID is this, this dynamic shift. I was just talking with our team yesterday about that. It's shifted, the paradigm from historically where it was employees first and human second, yeah. now we're seeing it flipped and you're human first and employee second, right? And so right. We're, we're seeing a lot of these different digital coaching platforms that are coming into the space, which is, is really great because ultimately there's a human, guys, behind that, that requisition number, behind that resume, and that human has choices.
2: Yeah. Here's the thing. I just don't know how corporate America can deny it period. Because especially, especially if we have remote, a hybrid work, because you have a lot of those first time managers, even seasoned managers who still need a little bump. They, they, they need somebody to talk to. They need somebody to have a soundboard off of. They, they have their peers for that, but that is inside the bubble. How do you get out of the bubble and talk to a business coach about these things? Not to mention the emotional fatigue that people have had via the the pandemic, right? Sometimes they just need somebody to lean on again that is not their peer. I don't know how companies can deny this. The hard part for me, and I'm always, this is always an issue for me. When you have a platform that is really dependent on humans, scaling is hard, right? Because humans don't scale well. So they are going to have to, I believe, Start creating a lot of these coaches. If you're going out to try to find the individuals, that's one thing, but you're going to have to start creating a pipeline of coaches yourself so that in all these different countries, as they're trying to penetrate, you can scale appropriately and give the client what they need.
3: I I agree with you, but I would also say that they've got to be looking at their analytics of who's asking for what services and then what type of resources are we making sure that we're putting in consumable ways on demand, right? Because one of the things that you're going to see with this, especially if you've got 3,500 coaches and you've got the right data infrastructure is you're going to see those dots start to connect, right? Like, okay, there's, there's a trend here. This type of individual is looking for this type of service. Well, now if I can connect those dots, right? Like, so this person looks like they're like this from a buying standpoint, I'm going to serve up this type of resource to them. Like that's where you start to use AI to work smarter, not harder. And I think it's really, really important because you don't necessarily always need a coach. It's also making sure that that, Consumable information to meet and raise that human is available on demand at their fingertips when they need it, yeah, right?
2: Very Netflix-style, right?
3: Yes, 100%. And I love the fact that we're starting to uh, actually support first-time managers because, I mean, come on, Jed. How long have we just thrown the keys at somebody and expected they know how to drive <laughs> a stick shift? It's ridiculous.
2: Yes, I agree 100%. We have been doing it wrong for decades and God help us.
3: I think one thing that they've really got to look at Mm -hmm. is how do we enable making time for this versus finding time for this? because having a digital coaching platform is great, right? So this is to the, the industry leaders that are out there that are considering these types of programs, right? Mm-hmm. When we're looking at that change management aspect, we've got to make time typically for it first. And I think Microsoft actually was presenting on this on, at, at Unleash where they had recommended like putting focus time on a schedule right? And so they they did this really interesting kind of A-B test chat. They looked at, okay, if we educate the human on why this is important, what what's the adoption or the buy-in? And they saw some adoption and buy-in. And then they had another test group where they educated the human on why it's important and also auto-enrolled him in it, right? And so with that, they saw this massive adoption and massive change. And so I think that the platform is really awesome and it's great to have something to meet and raise your humans. Right. But how are they going to be able to take that? And are we being intentional about making sure that again, it's not about finding time. It's about making time for it. So Mm -hmm. they're trying to make the the change management process. How do I start to nudge that person in that, in, in that direction with some of those systems to ensure that they're, taking advantage of these things, because another benefit that goes into a SharePoint system that nobody knows exists isn't going to it's not going to help the humans who work for you.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Well, after the break, we're going to talk about It's it's raining AI with Google Kids. That's right. You might have heard about it. We'll be right back.
4: Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers
2: can't. For more information on PandoIQ, go to pandologic.com that's pandologic.com all right jck have you heard about this google ai sentience kind of thing that's happening
3: shall we play a (laughs) game i have
2: so okay let's let's dig into this real quick so This one comes from HuffPost. And a Google engineer is speaking out since the company placed him on administrative leave after he told his bosses an AI program he was working with is now sentient. Sentient basically means it's aware, right? And that's a pretty strong word to be aware. Blake Limon reached his conclusion after conversing Since last fall with Lambda, Google's artificial intelligence chatbot generator, what he calls part of a, quote unquote, hive mind. He was supposed to test if his conversation partner, being Lambda, used discriminatory language or hate speech as he and Lambda messaged each other recently about religion. The AI talked about personhood and rights. The story obviously blew up. And it was all over Twitter. Then Blake noted in a tweet that Lambda reads Twitter as well. Quote, it's a little narcissistic in a little kid kind of way. So it's it's going to have a great time reading all the stuff that people are saying about it. End quote. Google denies any sentience. Is Google trying to hide something here? That's the question. Because Google's been talking about sentience.
3: No. No? I, I really don't think they are. I mean, it's Google. So first off, guys, if you're working for Google you you should know your privacy guardrails, right, with the technology <laughs> that you're working with. I mean, can we just call that out for a second here? I oh, they, yeah. Google's not dumb. They're very, very smart, and they're very good at educating their humans on what do those rules mean. So, like, one of the things that's happened here is you have one of the humans who works for Google that's gone out and started to just storytell this. Like, guys, not a recommended thing. Um, so, first off, there's that piece there. But as it relates to... The sentient aspect. And for those of you who are still kind of like uh, grappling with like, what does this actually mean? There was a movie that came out in 2021 with Ryan Reynolds called Free Guy.
1: <laughs> yes. I
2: love that show.
3: Right. It's a great movie. But what they found in this movie, and it's a perfect use case, so go read the, or go watch the movie. But um, the AI actually started to learn. And so, like, was able to learn just like a human would. And so, that's kind of what we're looking at here. Is this, just machine learning, right? Looking at patterns in order to predict future patterns, Mm -hmm. or is this actually learning on its own?
2: Well, first off, I think he was an idiot by publishing, you know, a conversation that he had with Lambda uh, because he's trying to prove to the world that this is actually happening. Uh, I, I personally, I think that we are, there are several levels of AI and then getting to sentient is the top level. Period, right? Uh, that this is Skynet Terminator shit. I think we're on our way there. There's no question. Um, I don't think we're there now. I could be totally wrong. We might be. We might have been there for years. Who knows what DARPA's come up with? Uh, but I- in the end, we we are going to have to, as you had said, story tell this one way or the other. This is either incredibly bad, or it could be incredibly great for humankind. You just don't know how this movie ends.
3: It's just starting, right? But I think the first part of that is, especially for our space in the HR world, Uh is to actually define what AI is. And so AI has become a buzzword in the HR space. But you and I know that like, there is a lot of different types of AI. Um, And a lot of the things that we refer to as AI aren't actually AI. And so I think... That education portion is really important because, you know, like if we just keep calling these things, these buzzwords and just labeling them as this entire bucket, when there's actually subsets of buckets, we're not going to actually get it right.
2: Yeah, no, totally, totally agree. We've got to be more educated. We've got to understand. And just because it says AI on it, it, none of that matters. RPA, AI, ML, NLP, none of that matters. The big question is will it solve the problem you need it to solve who cares what the acronym is
3: well i'm starting with what is the problem you yes. are looking to solve right yep. shout out to the commish who's out there listening <laughs> i hope at the eoc yep. uh, keith and his team are awesome with helping you know come alongside of hr leaders to help uh, educate them on the fact that like you guys you don't buy tech to solve a problem Like tech is a vehicle to help you solve a problem. It is not the answer. It's part of the equation. And so what is the problem you're looking to solve and then what guardrails are you going to put in place to make sure that your tech or whatever the heck you're doing is actually solving that problem right and not just when we start but like always
2: right yeah yeah and everybody is looking for the easy button and kids the easy button doesn't exist and if somebody's selling you the easy button they're selling you elixir is what they're doing but you know who's not selling the easy button they're selling a kinder gentler Microsoft. This, this news from the uh, Insider. Microsoft will no longer ban staff from seeking roles at competitors and plan to disclose salaries on job ads. Microsoft employees will be free to seek jobs at the likes of Google and Amazon. After the Internet giant announced it will no longer enforce non-compete clauses against the majority of its staff. Microsoft has enforced them in some employee contracts, but effective today. The company is removing clauses from employee agreements and will not enforce existing clauses in the U.S. Wow. Number two, Microsoft also announced plans to improve pay transparency within its job adverts and committed to publicly disclose salary ranges in all internal and external U.S. job postings beginning no later than January 2023. No non-competes and salaries on jobs. Is this really a kinder and gentler Microsoft? Um,
3: Yeah. I mean, this is huge. (laughs) Also, bravo to their PR person who's looping all these together into this awesome press release because the the disclosures on jobs guys like that's coming from a lot of legislature that's come through so like it's something that a lot of companies to get need to get uh, on board with um and if you don't know what i'm talking about make sure to go google it because it's really important uh you're going to need to have uh visibility of not only pay but also benefits uh depending on where you're posting roles and if you're remote right like you're going to have to make sure that's on all the roles because you could technically be showing this in colorado or like yep. new york but yep. anyways as it relates to like the NCC's aspects So those non-compete clauses, again, like thank you Microsoft for showing the world that yes, you can. So going back to like, what are we trying to solve with whatever it is that we've put in place? Does it still solve the thing that we're looking to do?
4: Mm-hmm. And like,
3: for example, historically we've had non-compete clauses. Are they hurting us or are they helping us? Microsoft going and, and saying, we're not gonna enforce them any longer. It's brilliant, way to go Satya.
2: I love it, and, and and this is a leadership thing. That's 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 the biggest key here. Microsoft salary transparency on job ads, uh, a form of pay transparency through annual reports, plus dropping non-competes. I believe these are all amazing and wonderful steps that need to happen. Although it's just a moment in time, and if if it wasn't so hard to find people right now, would this even be the conversation? We need these initiatives to stick long term, and we need them to be more broad based throughout corporate america. So what, you know, what are your thoughts on drawing a line in the sand through regulation and making these practices standard as opposed to well, we've got a leader that's in place now. He puts them in place. The next one can rip them right out. What do you think about that?
3: Yeah, I think we need, um, it's an interesting topic, right? Probably could have an entire conversation on this topic, but at the, at the end of the day, like the world historically isn't the world today. And so there's a one way door too, guys. So we're going through this. You can't go back to the way that things were. And so organizations, if you're looking at adopting things, you should be looking at adopting those things to begin these are a comma. They are not a period. You are never done iterating or innovating or trying to figure out how to get it right. And the second you put a period on it or like try to go backwards to undo it, that's where you really get, you, you lose that authenticity. And honestly, the employees are seeing that too, right? So yeah. I think it's 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 great, again, to see that companies are, are moving towards this, especially ones as as large as Microsoft, right? Because we're we're watching them. These these smaller organizations, even some of these larger, you know, Fortune one hundred companies, mm-hmm. are watching them. This is giving again the model for what this looks like. It doesn't all have to be bad. You can try something else and see how it goes. Yeah. And the other piece, and we haven't specifically called this out, but the reason that they Microsoft is so, I guess I, they've made pay transparency such a priority is for females, and um, people that are coming from, from different diverse groups to make sure they've got a level playing field. So like, y'all, come on, it's, yeah. it's 2022. Let's try to get work right. And having those pay transparency on there, it really is going to help to make that level playing field.
5: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And I mean, that's, part of it, right? Because you have the new individuals who are coming in and you can start to set a baseline for them. What about all those individuals who are seeing, you know, inequities today, right? So it means it's, it's it's two sides of the same coin. So you definitely have to ensure that anybody who's coming in, you start to get a good baseline and you start paying again from an equity standpoint. Uh, then you have to go back, which Microsoft has been doing. I, I definitely want, want to say that they've also been publishing around pay transparency and around the the actual worker composition so that in itself could could it go could it get better could you go deeper of course but this is a great place to start but again i i don't feel good until this is actually written and signed in a regulation so that everybody has to do
3: it. 100% and also to the leaders that are out there who are looking at this, maybe you're you're a little nervous or scared, or maybe it's the TA leaders, talent acquisition that's like, okay, we got this, we're gonna go, we're, we're gonna get this right. To your point, Chad, it's not just about getting it right for the people coming into your organization, it's about getting it right for the people who are in your organization. So if you have pay gaps Um, If women are being paid less or maybe like whatever it is, before you go and implement that thing, have conversations with your counterparts in HR, in talent management. Make sure what's our strategy for bringing people up? Because before we bring people in, we've got to make sure that we're taking care of them. Because, again, it's about getting this right. And that means you're going to have to talk to other people in your organization. And if you don't, guess what's going to happen? Those humans are going to leave. Right. So, like, if you want to. Slow down that like the the you know the turnover. Start to talk to your peers. How are we solving for this? Again, not just for the people coming into the organization, but for the people who are in your organization.
2: Amen, sister. And and after talking about companies who are getting smarter about talent, let's uh, after this break we're going to talk about working smarter, not harder. We'll be right back.
4: And wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today.
2: Okay, so we've heard this for years work smarter, not harder. Totally get it. But this next story takes it over the edge. A call center worker records herself working from home, and that's in air quotes, working from home in a Starbucks drive through So while some employers may be pushing to get workers back in the office, many workers have fully transitioned to working from home. Pew Research observed earlier this year that roughly six in 10 U.S. workers who say their jobs can mainly be done from home, 59%, are working from home all or most of the time. Well, it's hilarious because Sherry, TikTok handle, I love to giggle too, took it to the next level with a TikTok recording of her complete with headset. She had the headset on talking to a customer while going through the Starbucks drive through Sherry says this was a video. It was a joke, uh, but many TikTok commenters didn't care. One wrote, I'm here to support work smarter, not harder. So Is this a bridge too far as companies try and pull remote workers back into the office? Is is Sherry doing more harm than good?
3: This one, it kind of uh, boils my blood a little bit. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. Um, Dear industries, especially the storytelling media industries, stop giving companies more reason to pull their people back into the office right? Like this is the exception of somebody. And and frankly, she's still doing her job, right? Like she's still serving the customer, but we've got to stop highlighting the exception and the person who's doing the thing wrong. Because, Like our goal should be to get this right, right? So I I get a little passionate on this topic, Chad. What do you think?
2: (laughs) I think it's funny. It has nearly a million views on TikTok. But at the end of the day, this does not do what we need it to do. We don't need to give employers more fuel to the, we need you back in the office fire. So yes, it's funny, um, but it's not something that we need. Uh, we need really to focus on outcomes. And yes, if she's doing her job uh, and she's going through Starbucks and she can do that and her outcomes are good on her job, then who the hell cares where she does it from? But again, employers are looking for a reason to pull your ass back in the office. Don't give them any.
3: Yep. <laughs> yep. And to the humans who maybe listen to this, thinking about posting something on, on TikTok. Yes, it's got a lot of likes, but... Is what you're doing trying to solve for the greater good? If the answer is no or maybe not, don't post it. Just don't post it.
2: It's all about the views, JCK. It is all about the views. And hopefully it's all about the listens because uh, we had you on this week. And that's definitely going to be a draw as uh, Cheeseman tries to keep the Canadian geese in Canada. But I I appreciate you you taking the time, you joining us, and hopefully, hopefully it felt good.
3: Oh, this has been so much fun. Honestly, thank you so much for 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 having me. It's always great to have conversations with you, and I hope you and Joel consider figuring out a way to start to- storytelling some of these companies who are getting things right. Because again, there's there's it seems like we've got some issues, especially in like the DEI space and some of those areas where yes. we keep telling the stories of what of how people are getting wrong, and what we really need is to show the companies who are getting it right. So
2: send them our way send them our way again talking about microsoft this week that's that's big and hoping that that spreads but until next week if somebody wants to find out more or connect to you do they do they find you on linkedin where do they find you
3: absolutely so find me on linkedin um definitely you can you can find me there also uh, my company is plum and that's www.plum.io we are a assessment well historically it's been called an assessment about a argue it's an alignment tool to help uncover what are the things that drive a human and how can we help try to find work that's aligned to those drivers so um, you can find more about Plum online and um, again chad thanks so much for having us this has been great
2: thanks so much appreciate it that's another one in the books we out
3: we out
5: thank you for listening to what's it called a podcast the chad the cheese brilliant